anything happen yesterday that you were ashamed of? Welcome to the Movie Bar Podcast with John and Kyle. The podcast for average movie fans, by average movie fans. The bar is open. My name is John and I'm here with my co-host and little brother Kyle. Hello, glad to be here again. Well, today we are feeling lucky and think we're going to strike gold. It's St. Patrick's Day week, so we are going to cover 1993's Leprechaun. Before we follow the rainbow, let's dive into this week's movies that we've watched. Kyle, um, what have you watched? Yeah, so I watched a couple nights ago a crazy movie called The Holy Mountain. And I saw it on 35mm at Coolidge, and they're doing like something called March Madness, so it's just like absolutely crazy movies they're showing, like experimental and just like bonkers. And so this came out in 1973. It's by Alejandro Jodorowsky who was going to do another version of Dune. Dune just came out this year, or last year, recently. <laughs> um, and he is clearly very crazy based off this movie. And it's it's very funny. Like, I was shocked at how funny it was, but, like, it's definitely not for everybody. And I took an experimental film class, so I can, like, appreciate it. And, like, I don't want to say get it, because <laughs> it's hard to understand what's happening, but I really, really liked it, um, like, a lot. And it was, like were a midnight movie that is just crazy like the crowd was like pretty much full which is cool to see oh wow yeah um <laughs> definitely not for everybody though what uh what have you been watching this week well uh i watched uh i believe it's a full moon production called the ginger dead man <laughs> that pairs well with <laughs> leprechaun <sighs> yeah yeah, it uh, stars Gary Busey as the gingerbread dead man. <laughs> so basically what it is, is a guy is robbing a, like a restaurant. And a father and son try to get involved to stop him. <laughs> he ends up killing them, and then the daughter and the mother testify, and the main character gets life in prison. Uh, gets uh, the death penalty and somebody drops off this gingerbread mix to the bakery that the daughter and the mother own <laughs> and he comes back as a gingerbread man so, so like Chucky kind of except ginger dead man I wouldn't even insult Chucky like that <laughs> is, is it even like a Christmassy movie like it must no, be. It is far from a Christmassy movie. It's it's kind of along the lines of demonic toys and puppet master. Yeah. Like cheesy, campy, made for hundred bucks most likely. Mm-hmm. But um What what I, compelled you to watch this? Well, there's actually three of them. <laughs> um I had watched it years ago. And this was the 13 Nights with Elvira cut. Oh. So she yes. pops in, like, randomly and makes jokes about it. Like, and I haven't seen it in a while, so I figured, why not? Yeah, and that would be a good way to watch it. Elvira will make anything a little better. 
Yeah. We've been bringing her up a lot lately. <laughs> like every week huh? we mention Elvira, which and is good. she'll be back up here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I also watched To Hell and Back, the Kane Hodda story, the auto, uh, the documentary on stuntman actor Kane Hodder. We discussed a lot last week mm-hmm. in our Adam Green, Joe Lynch deep dive. Um, just talks about when he got burned, the stunts that he does. Very interesting. Highly recommended. Even if you're not a horror fan. Yeah. Just if you're a, a life fan. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And we'll, we'll definitely cover Kane in the coming weeks. Not to, yep. not to spoil anything, but we have something coming up. Yeah, his birthday is coming up next month, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched our main topic this week, Leprechaun. It's been years since I've watched that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll deep dive into that later. I also watched Leprechaun 3, which is my favorite of the series. So you've seen them all? At one point or another. Yeah. With the exception of Leprechaun Returns. Yeah, the, that's the newest one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I watched Friday the 13th, 2009, the mm-hmm. remake, with Derek Mayers. Yeah, I, I personally love this. Yeah. That, I mean, I love the original, but, you know, this is just as good. Yeah. And I, it, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I've, I've saw this before I saw any of the originals, so that's, like, kind of weird going backwards for me. But it just feels like a good kind of... It's like what you want from a Friday the 13th movie. And lastly, I watched uh, You Don't Mess With the Zohan, the Adam Sandler movie with Michael Buffer and Mm -hmm. Dave Matthews and Rob Schneider. And um, we were looking for something to watch, so I said, let's watch this. And (laughs) Hunter thought it was funny when Adam Sandler would do like the kicks with his feet while standing. Yeah. That was a cra- I haven't seen that since I was like since it first came out, but I remember being pretty crazy. Yeah, that's all I've watched this week besides Rock of Love and Superstore. <laughs> Rock of Love is uh, a great like. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it, but that's I just love Rock of Love. It's so trashy in the best way. Oh yeah, great show. Um, uh, and speaking of Hunter, we have to thank Hunter for our amazing addition to our intro i think it really ties it together yes i said hey buddy you want to record something for our podcast and he sat down he had his wrestling titles all around him thinking he was doing an interview <laughs> then i said no i just need you to say the line and i said okay well let's add this to it and he finished he said okay i'm now a co-host we're going to talk baby yoda <laughs> And you're out. And I said, well, okay, okay well, uh, let's I would, I would love to talk Baby Yoda with Hunter. That sounds amazing. Well, we can set that up anytime because yeah. he's always down for Baby Yoda talk. Yeah, that can be a, a side episode. Yeah, yeah, that can be you too. I'll just sit back and relax and watch you too. That works. Because he's all about the Baby Yoda. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, ready for some housekeeping, follow-up, and news? Yeah, I see you have a few things to mention. Yep. Um, last week we were discussing the Hatchet movie, and there was a Murray brother in it. I could not remember for the life of me his name. I kept thinking Paul Murray, but it was actually Joel Murray, who was the brother of Ghostbusters and Caddyshack and Stripes, Bill Murray. Very cool. Um, 
that was my only bit of follow-up, but uh, did you see Rob Zombie posted the rating for his upcoming Munsters, the Munsters movie? I did, and I know some people were surprised it was PG, but I mean, it is the Munsters, even if it is Rob Zombie. <laughs> I can't imagine a R-rated Munsters movie. Yeah, it'll be rated PG. Yep. And he also casted Cassandra Peterson, a.k.a. Elvira. <laughs> and she's realtor. like, when I saw that, I was like, I I scrolled past it not really realizing it was her. Then I scrolled back up and I was like, wait. Because uh, obviously she looks very different from Elvira in real life. But still, yeah. she is amazing. Not to ruin the movie Magic, but you know that the Elvira is a wig, right? I know, I know. Okay. Just making sure. Maybe our listeners don't know that. Yeah. And uh, she's also like... 70, which is just as crazy. She looks good for 70. I know, I know. That's why it's so crazy. Um, I feel like on that, we can get in... What was that? Kane Hodder, he's in his 70s. He looks good for 70. He does, he does. And, like, he can still terrify and intimidate whoever the hell he wants. And be amazing. Alright, let's go into upcoming releases. Yeah, um, so I'll cover some of the movies coming out. Um, in theaters, we have X, which I'm so excited for. I'm definitely going to see this probably on Friday. And uh, the description for it is, In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when, they, but when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast finds themselves fighting for their lives. And uh, the stars Jenna Ortega, who we also bring up all the time, <laughs> and uh, well, Scott Scuddy, also known as Kid Cuddy, which is cool to see him in a probably grimy, gross horror movie like this, even though he's a big music star. And then uh, Mia Goth and Brittany Snow, who you have definitely seen stuff. I know Mia Goth was in Suspiria. She was great in that. Um, and it's written and directed by Ty West who's done all sorts of stuff. He's done a lot of like episodes of TV shows kind of all over the place. Um, but he was in, he had a segment called M is for miscarriage in the ABCs of death in VHS, which are two like segmented movies. Um, and they also did cabin fever too, which, uh, I haven't seen, but I'm assuming is terrible because <laughs> I don't know how you do a sequel to the first one. And then, uh, he stars as Tariq and your next and your next is one of my favorites. And it's just so weird. He's acting in it. Um, but yeah, Didn't he also do the House of the Devil? I think so. Yes. He, he's one of those like I haven't seen everything he's done, but like, there everything is like on my list. Yeah. Um, the Sacrament. I know my friend said was like so good. Um, so I'll probably end up watching that after X at some point. Um, but yeah, again, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, so excited. I saw the trailer for that. It looks interesting. I love like the old kind of slasher films. Yep. Kind of gives me a feel for the movie The Hills Run Red. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and even, like, some, like, Texas Chainsaw vibes. Like, obviously, they're in Texas, and they have, like, the weird family that they're kind of staying with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping this one is as great as it seems to be uh, lining up to be. Um, we actually have another horror film coming out called Uma. I think that's how you pronounce it. And I just found out about this while I was researching. It's produced by Sam Raimi, which surprised me. I feel like I would have wouldn't known about it if it's produced by him. He's 
probably my favorite director. Um, but it's uh, the description for it is Amanda and her daughter live a quiet life on an American farm. But when the remains of her estranged mother arrive from Korea, Amanda becomes haunted by the fear of turning into her, her own mother. Which definitely sounds like an interesting premise. <laughs> like turning into your parents and the remains just showing up kind of. Um, it stars Sandra Oh, Odea Rush, and Dermot Mulroney. And then it's written and directed by Irish K. Shim. And uh, I might check this out. Um, we'll see. Um, I just found out about it, so I'll probably go watch the trailer and all that. And then uh, we'll see. Also, wasn't there uh, The Lost Island with Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock coming out next week? That comes out ne- uh, the week after. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got... there. Yeah, I was, we, I was looking ahead a little bit. I think... I don't think there's a lot coming out just because they didn't want to go head-to-head with the Batman, which is fair. It's going to dominate for a little bit. Um, So I think next week we'll get some more bigger releases. Okay. Um, In terms of streaming, uh, it seemed like the biggest thing was the Cheaper by the Dozen remake, which will be on Disney+. Plus. They've been doing a lot of these remakes recently, and I feel like they always fly under the radar. But uh, this stars Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff. do you think you'll end up watching this with Hunter or anything? I don't know. I like the um, the original remake with mm-hmm. Steve Martin. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, hard to replace Steve Martin. Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about this. Mm-hmm. I don't turn on Disney Plus too often. Yep. But I don't know. I might check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just to see I- how much it stinks if it does. Yeah, especially since it's it's flew under the radar so much, I feel like they might just kind of be like putting it out, but not to don't yeah. don't want too many eyes on it if it's really bad. Um, upcoming Blu-rays this week: uh, the Godfather trilogy is coming out on 4K. Very cool. I already own the Blu-rays, so there's no read to, no reason to upgrade yet. I I've I love the first two, but I've I've never actually seen the third one, which I hear is it's kind of bad, anyways. Now, is it true that it took our sister to show you The Godfather? No. I thought there was something where Christy had said she, you hadn't seen The Godfather, and she had to show you. No, I watched it. The first time I watched it was um for like a class in college. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Okay, I, I, I it, it had always been one of those movies. I was like, I just, I need to watch these. And then when I finally did, I was like, oh, yeah. like these are incredible. Um, also coming out to 4K and Blu-ray is Nightmare Alley. Mm-hmm. I saw that. That was yeah, great. Very, that's, that's very noir. Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, correct? Yep. Yep. Uh, looks interesting. I'll probably mm-hmm. pick it up. Yep. And then we have Dexter the New Blood. Mm-hmm. Dexter New Blood, which, which was actually the... filmed uh, filmed around Boston and stuff. Oh, was it? Yes, very cool. I knew. I know a lot of people worked on it. Never watched the show. Have no interest. Yeah. And then six forty five. What if one of your best days suddenly turns into your very worst nightmare? And what if you are forced to relive that same day again and again? So sounds to me like it's a a copy of Happy Death Day, Groundhog Day, Groundhog <laughs> Edge of Day. Tomorrow. Is it like yeah. horror? Like what? Is it horror or just like? Action? I guess. 
I mean, the cover of the Blu-ray says Vacation Die Repeat. Oh. It's by Craig Singer. And it's released by Wogo USA Studios, so never heard uh, of them. Um, well, it's going to be hard to beat Happy Death Day. I love both of yeah. those. Yeah, those are great. I think there's a third in the works, too, which is exciting. Yeah, I'll have to check out a trailer before I actually check this out. Yeah, yeah, good call, good call. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that's the, the big releases that I saw for the next week. Yeah. Seems like a kind of uneventful week overall. Nothing too big. X is I'm excited for, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. Uh, you ready to get into the main segment? I am. I'm ready to steal some gold from Warwick Davis. Hey. You can't get me gold. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Leprechaun, we decided to watch this week uh, to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I'd never seen it, but it, I've always known about these movies and known there was a million of them. Um, but I was excited to watch this. Uh, the dis- kind of summary of it is uh, when Dan O'Grady returns to the U.S. after stealing some Irish leprechaun's pot of gold, he thinks he can settle down and enjoy his newfound wealth. He thought wrong. The leprechaun followed him, and O'Grady barely gets away with his life. Having looked, having locked the little monster in his basement. Ten years later, J.D. and his spoiled daughter, Tori, which is actually Jennifer Aniston, in her uh, feature film debut, which is very cool, uh, they move into this house. And then by accident, the leprechaun is released, and almost immediately, the annoying creature starts to look for his gold, not displaying any respect for human life. And uh, yeah, so like I said, it stars Jennifer Aniston, and then uh, Warwick Davis plays the titular leprechaun, and uh, he's amazing. And then uh, it is written and directed by Mark Jones, who really hasn't done anything else since. It's all just B-movies and nothing I've heard of or anybody else probably has heard of. That's because he's living off all that leprechaun money, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can say what you want about this money, but it has... About this movie, but it has seven sequels, and this guy's definitely living well, because he gets paid for this one and all the sequels. Well, watching this movie... Did you find it very campy, like... Yes. You know, the scene when Leprechaun is driving that little toy car and it flips over a truck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it felt campy like that. And I know there's a specific reason I, I felt this way, which we can talk about. But uh, when I was watching it, I felt like I was watching one of those, like, Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network, like, horror movies where it's, like, four <laughs> kids, but, like... It had it just had that '90s kind of goosebumps vibe to it, I but was then he just would, thinking the same thing. Yeah, and then he would kill somebody with a pogo stick, and it would have like some gore, and I'm like, oh, okay, like it's not. But uh, I see there's a note that it was originally supposed to be PG-13, and just kind of be that vibe, but then they re reshot it to be funnier, not only, and then also added the gore in and make it horror. So that's why it has that vibe because they're originally going for that. But then they were like, oh, no, let's have him brutally kill them. Well, you know, it was made in 1992 mm-hmm. and released January 8th, 1993. Yep. It had a budget of $900,000. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, that was spent on something, not... 
but the character Ozzy, who swallows the gold coin and is dumb, as they would say, he was played by Mark Holton, who's also known as the snobby rich kid in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that movie? You've Not in a while, it? but uh, I did love Ozzy in this. He was great. You know, the, the dynamic of Ozzy, the kid, mm-hmm. Tori, and the contractor, like, you know, look at that cell phone that Jennifer Aniston had. Like, Yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous, but, like, so great. And uh, also, I just want, like, with Ozzy being dumb, like, he never felt, like, that dumb. Like, obviously he's not, I wouldn't call him smart. But then the kid's like, yeah, we need the money for his surgery to fix his brain. And then when when that came out, I was like, what? <laughs> like, he just seemed like a normal kind of guy. Maybe not the yeah. smartest, but, like, that was a crazy plot line to me. That, that's, that was what they were going to use the money for. I don't think that would fly nowadays. No. But there's actually a scene in the movie when Jennifer Aniston and the contractor are sitting in a diner. Mm-hmm. Did you catch Warwick Davis sitting in there with his wife? Really? Yep. That's interesting. Go back and watch. See if you can find Warwick Davis. He's sitting in the diner. Yep. Um, there was one scene where the leprechaun finds and eats Lucky Charm cereal. Mm-hmm. General Mills gave them permission, but they were so upset when they saw the finished film that they actually revoked the permissions. So the the filmmakers had to reshoot the scene, replacing the brand name with an obvious spoof, mm-hmm. and they changed the kid's life from the ends. Your luck just ran out to fuck you, Lucky Charms. Which is an upgrade. I, I, I yeah. loved the fuck you, Lucky Charms. <clears throat> but, um, you know, it won Best Makeup Effects at the 1993 Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Mm-hmm. But it also won Worst Film that year at the yeah. Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. So It does. I mean, for a, it, it is obviously a low-budget movie. I don't think anybody's doubting that. But, like, for a low-budget movie, it doesn't, like, look that bad. Like, the effects are good. The cinema, Even the cinematography, there's some cool shots and they do some cool stuff. Sometimes they speed speed up the camera just when he's on the trike and it looks ridiculous. But like overall, it didn't look as low budget as I might have thought, which kind of surprised me. And the this there's a scene where he's chasing Jennifer Aniston's character, mm-hmm. and she actually had to slow down so he could like keep pace <laughs> when he was in the wheelchair. Yeah. Um, and when he's running, too, like, I feel like it's probably having to wear those, like, boots, too. Like, it looks like he's jumping, and, like, it, it kind of adds to, like, the leprechaun-ness, and he's, like, just kind of jumping around and very jolty, which I appreciated, but it's probably just because he was wearing the makeup and the, the awkward shoes and just kind of had to walk like that. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, overall, I enjoyed it. Like, mm-hmm. I, um... How many stars would you give it? Um, I don't even know. <laughs> this is so, so hard. Maybe like two and a half, like right in the middle. Like I enjoyed watching it, but like I don't know if I'm going to crave to watch it again. We'll see. But uh, I still enjoyed it. There's some fun things, but also some just dumb things. Where would you rate it? I give it a 
I give it a three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we won't spoil exactly what happens with the leprechaun, but check yeah. it out. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah, and it's also like one of those iconic, like, everybody's heard of this movie. Like, everybody knows there's a killer leprechaun movie out there. Yeah. I mean, the makeup is amazing. It is. I wonder why they won Best best Effects. Yeah. And even, like, some of the, like, there's not that, I think four people are killed throughout, which is crazy. Like, you figured it would be a lot higher than that. Um, But even, like, the effects look good, even there's not a lot of them. Like, the pogo stuff, when probably the best kills when he kills somebody with a pogo stick i mean yeah it, it doesn't get much better than that and even when he's like slashing the guy with his belt buckle or his shoe buckle yeah it it, it definitely looks good which i liked <laughs> i'm glad it looked good even if the the writing might be not be too good did you catch that there was a, a special thanks to george lucas at the end oh i did not what's why was oh because uh uh he played wicket right well, Warwick Davis was under contract to George Lucas, production company at the time, and he allowed him to go make this movie. Oh, wow. Um, there's been a lot of uh, anger between Warwick Davis and Jennifer Aniston because he felt that she didn't acknowledge the movie enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was her feature film debut, as you said, but... You know, she's she said in interviews she's proud of her early work. Yeah, she just didn't like her acting. Yeah, and to be fair, like her character's funny in this, but she just plays the snobby like rich teen who starts with like I think the first line is her saying, "Dad, I'm not, I'm still depressed," because like they're leaving California and going to this random town, this spooky house, and. I can't imagine she's like, yeah, that was my best acting job. But it's cool to see she still, like, appreciates her first couple jobs. I'm sure she's grateful for this movie, for somehow launching her career. And she looks like she still hasn't aged a day since. Oh, for sure. For sure. <sighs> I mean, you figure 1993, that's almost... When did... 30 years ago. Yeah. When did Friends... Friends was, like... A couple years after this, I assume. I believe Friends was that was on for ten seasons, two thousand two. I think like the two thousand ten era. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, we'll follow that up in housekeeping next week. Yes, and uh, Warwick Davis, for those who don't know, plays the one of the the main Ewok in Star Wars, Wicket. Um, I feel like that he's well known for that, and then uh, he. I guess Wicket was in the new one as well, but he's kind of always been around. Leprechaun Star Wars, which is crazy. Those have been his two big franchises. Yeah, and actually, Friends started in 1994, so about two years after this movie was filmed. Yeah, which is crazy. She really went from this movie to being one of the biggest stars. Yeah. Goes to show you never know how your career's going to go. Well, a year later came Leprechaun 2. Yeah. You want to um, do the rundown? Yeah, so uh, I, I've I've only seen the first Leprechaun, but I, I will be honest, I kind of want to watch all of them now. Um, the second one is, its description is, on his 1,000th, 1,000th, <laughs> it's a hard word, birthday, 
An evil leprechaun selects the descendant of one of his slaves to have as his bride, leaving it up to the girl's boyfriend to save her, which, you know, sounds like an insane premise. Uh, Warwick Davis comes back as a leprechaun. Uh, the director is Rodman Flander. Um, and then some fun facts about it that I, I heard in the first couple seconds of the kill count for this. Um, Warwick Davis said that it felt more low budget than the first, which is pretty crazy. But then you realize that it was shot and released within six months, which is just a crazy timeline that almost never happens just because there's so much that work that goes into it. So that's just such a crazy small time frame. Um, but I'm pretty sure the second and third one are better received than the first, which is pretty rare in terms of horror franchises. Um, you've seen them, so you can kind of speak to that more. But uh, yeah, Leprechaun 2, 1994. <laughs> the budget was actually $2 million. Yeah, estimated. so over double. But I guess... Yeah. I, there's probably some chaos on the set if it felt more low budget than the first. Yeah, and in 1995 came uh, Leprechaun Three. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> An evil leprechaun finds himself in Las Vegas, where he proceeds to cause mischief by killing people, granting twisted wis- wishes, and infecting a young man with gr- his green blood. Um, starred Warwick Davis, John Gattins, and. It was directed by Brian Trenchard Smith. Mm-hmm. As I said, I watched this one. This is one of my favorite ones. Yeah, I, I like the story behind it. You know, especially the leprechaun running around Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And this is when they really first start to, you know, if you have a gold coin, you can make a wish. Yeah. So you know, one woman wishes to be younger and better looking and another guy wishes to become the greatest magician in the world and it ends up just biting them in the rear end yeah so is it like is it one of those things where they like get their wish but like at a certain cost yeah because the leprechaun is like oh you took me gold you know and i do have to ask does does he maintain his like obsession with shining shoes in the second and third one not so much. Not so much. I'm not, I don't remember the second one. I haven't watched that in a long time. But yeah. the third one, there's really no shining shoes. We yeah. didn't note that in the first one. No, but that is like a huge plot point in the first one. It's like there's one scene where they just throw shoes at him just to distract him. Yeah, he's like a puppy trying to catch a ball, you know. You keep yeah. throwing the ball and the puppy's running at him. Oh. Yeah, you know, the scary monster and these just shining shoes and they're just standing there throwing shoes at him. But, you know... In this one, he still has a few comedic tropes. Yeah. Like, he runs into Elvis, <laughs> and Elvis is like, hey, uh, I like your shoes, you know, real nice. <laughs> do they make them in blue suede? And then they, like, you know, do the Elvis point at each other. Yep. But, you know. Is it, would you say it's, like, more comedic than uh, the first one? A little bit. Yeah. I, th- I definitely think a little bit more funnier. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, there's a scene where a guy is making out with this girl and it turns out it's a robot and then, you know, it's because the leprechaun put a curse. Yeah. A lot more magical, like, that was was the other thing about the first one that kind of, like, bothered me. It's like, he can transport, you know, all around the room when they're in the kitchen. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But yet, why doesn't he just transport to, you know, in front of the car when they're driving away or whatever, yeah. you know? His his magic is very undefined. <laughs> like, he can do, it seems like he can do literally anything he wants, but, like, he doesn't really use it to his advantage ever. And just, he just uses it for mischief, which I guess makes sense for a leprechaun, but he, I feel, I, I don't know. I feel like he got, could have gotten the gold back really easily. It becomes this whole thing. But yeah. I don't think we should question the logic of a leprechaun with magic. Yeah, true. Yeah. But, you know, there's, it seems like every movie, same thing. He has, he has a hundred coins and there's always one missing. Oh. I did that like was that. The same case in the first one, same yeah. case in the third one. I, I, I liked how it was one missing, and like that's why. Like, even because he gets the gold back at one point, but then he's like, there's one missing. But the fact that the missing one was, you know, swallowed by accident, which is just crazy. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that was kind of ridiculous, but still funny. Yeah. Well, and does, uh, does this one still have that kind of goosebumpsy. 90s like yes yeah it still has it um yeah they, I think majority of them feel that way mm-hmm. um but keep the train rolling 1996 here comes Leprechaun 4 in space <laughs> um yeah so I think we, we mentioned this a week or two ago with uh Amityville in space um the Leprechaun has mm-hmm. also gone, gone to space so we went from Las Vegas straight to space, and it uh, its description is, Our deadly leprechaun is in space to woo a beautiful princess who has impressed with his gold and desires to separate him from it. Um, again, Warwick Davis, and then the Leprechaun 3 director returns, Brian Trenchard-Smith. Um, but yeah, uh, another horror franchise that goes to space. I don't think we need any more of them go to space. Jason X is great, but... Uh, I know some people hate Jason X, and Amityville definitely didn't need to go to space. Come on, man. They need to send Chucky into space. Chucky in space. Chucky in space could work. Honestly, like a Nightmare in Elm Okay, maybe maybe we'll... They need all, need, they, all of them need to go to space, just so we can see. At this point. Enough of them have already. Yeah. And so there's a slight break, about four years. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they decide, let's send the Leprechaun into the hood. Leprechaun yeah. 5, into the hood. The natural progression from space. Of course. That's kind of like the Halloween series, you know, with Buster yeah. Rhymes. Trick mm-hmm. or treat, mother, you know. <laughs> um, when three rappers want to get even with a pimp, they actually unleash a Leprechaun who goes on a killing rampage in the hood. <laughs> um, Warwick Davis returns for this. Um, also stars Ice T. Mm-hmm. This is probably right around the time he started with Lauren Oda SVU, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was directed by Rob Spira. And three years later, I guess he had some unfinished business because Leprechaun Six, Back to the Hood. <laughs> Uh, when Emily Woodrow and her friends happen on a treasure chest full of gold coins, they feel to heed the warnings of a wise old psychic who foretold that they would encounter trouble with a very nasty and protective leprechaun. Once again, Warwick Davis comes back, and this was the, se- 
directed by Steve Aramalo. I'm not sure how to pronounce that last name. I Y R O M L O O I. Yeah, I can't even. I Romloy, something Never heard like of that. Him. Apologize Never heard to of him. to Steve. Um, if yeah, you're if you're out sorry. there listening, um, I do. It's funny to me that the only Leprechaun, like these two, go to. It's not like he was in space for two movies. He wasn't in Las Vegas for two movies, but like he's in the hood for two movies. Like clearly, Leprechaun Five must have been kind of successful to get its own kind of sequel still in the hood. Oh, they're just running out of ideas. Or that, or that. Well, speaking of running out of ideas, um, there w- weren't really any Leprechauns after 2003 <coughs> until mm-hmm. 2014 when we got Leprechaun Origins, which is kind of a remake or just reboot. Um, it's not related to the previous Leprechaun films. Uh, obviously, it shows the Leprechaun's origins. Um and it's two young couples backpacking through Ireland discover that one of Ireland's most famous legends is a terrifying reality. It's uh, made with WWE films. I'm sure you can speak to that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Stars Dylan Hornswoggle Postel and then Stephanie Bennett. And then it's directed by Zach Lip- Lipofsky. Um, from what I know, Leprechaun doesn't even kind of look like the Leprechaun from the previous movies in this. It looks more just like a kind of creature, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which kind of sucks to me, not seeing it or knowing it. I feel like what I enjoy the most is the design and look of the Leprechaun and Warwick Davis, so going away from that feels kind of silly. Yeah, well, a uh, little background on it. Uh, Dylan Hornswoggle Postel, he's actually a little person that mm-hmm. wrestled for the WWE for many, many years. Yeah. And he is great. And he actually played a Leprechaun on WWE TV. Um, he was originally known as Little Bastard. Great. And they changed his name to Hornswoggle, where he was in such big angles as Vince McMahon's illegitimate love child. <laughs> and he didn't talk for the first, like, six years he was with the company. But, <laughs> but um, it's actually kind of funny, because right around the time of the release of this film, I believe this was a direct uh, Blu-ray DVD. Mm-hmm. He actually got released from the WWE. Oh wow! But he starred in Muppets Two: Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still still around, but so basically, he said that they would have to, you'd have to get in this getup where he, you know it wasn't like how Warwick Davis's Leprechaun was. This was like a creature. Like, yeah, you know, not you like said. a funny little guy. Like, yeah. it's just a, a little beast. It looks kind of like the creatures from The Descent, I would say. Like a yeah. skinless, a hairless kind of just monster. Uh, it's a lot more dark. Yeah. I think this is just one of those things where a studio had said, hey, we have the property. Mm-hmm. They hit base with WWE Films and... At the time, WWE Films was putting their wrestlers in the movies. Like, yeah. you know, Triple H was in The Chaperone and Inside Out. Mm-hmm. John Cena was in The Reunion and The Marine. They had the whole Marine series. Mm-hmm. But it's been a while since they've had a WWE film. Yeah. But, are um, Stephanie Bennett or Zach Lepofsky, are either of them like WWE people? or No. 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 Yeah. I've never heard of either one of them. 
yeah. Um, this kind of takes the Leprechaun out of Leprechaun, which I'd say don't do. Um, but it, it, it sucks for Hornswoggle, too, because he f figured, you know, he spent years playing a Leprechaun already that they would let him actually be the Leprechaun, but they didn't. Yeah, I mean, it made sense. Like, hey, we got this Leprechaun. We have a little person. Let's make it happen. And then all of a sudden you see it and it's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And it, that it's like the classic reboot thing where they just totally miss the best thing about the originals. Yeah. And we got one more. If you want to wrap up the Leprechaun series for us. Yeah. Lastly, we have um, Leprechaun Returns from 2018. Mm-hmm. The Leprechaun returns once again, with a group of girls unwillingly awaken him after they tear down a cabin so they can build a new sorority house. Uh, it stars Taylor Spritler, Emily Reed, and Ben McGregor. Mm -hmm. And it was directed by Stephen Kostinsky. I have not seen this one. Mm -hmm. It's on my list, but... Yeah, it would be... There's no Warwick Davis, which is unfortunate, um, but it would be interesting to kind of see what a modern Leprechaun movie looks like. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm looking at the director's stuff now. He he did a segment for ABCs of Death 2. Uh, he did The Void, which is a movie I've been wanting to see. He did Psycho Goreman, which came out this past year. I really want to see that. Same thing with VHS 94. He had a segment in that. So he's he's like a legit director, horror director. He's done some great stuff, so could be cool i think yeah i mean i want i want to sit down check it out mm -hmm. you know that's probably the only one that i haven't seen yeah so it it is funny too you know it has they have leprechaun origins which is the classic remake that just doesn't get it and then leprechaun returns is just such a like generic title um like years later they make a movie where the leprechaun returns you know like it just seems like the franchise falls into all those kind of stereotypes, which just kind of adds to it a little bit. Well, they sent them the space into the hood. I mean, what more do you want from them? Like, exactly. Like, there's not there's not much uncharted territory for the Leprechaun. And we should note that the Leprechaun in Leprechaun Returns is more like the Warwick Davis Leprechaun. Yes. Than it is the um, Hornswoggle. Yeah. Leprechaun. Yeah. And so hopefully personality-wise, to too. Yeah, but, uh, it kind of goes back to that roots. Yeah. Um, it, maybe I'm looking at a picture of it week. now, and he looks... The Leprechaun looks different, but, like... Like, it would be, like, somebody related to the original Leprechaun. Yeah. You know, Warwick Davis, he's still around. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he dons the outfit one more time. Yeah, maybe we can get a Leprechaun... Nightmare on Elm Street crossover where they both portray their characters one last time. Why would you do that? I don't know. I don't know. I was just thinking they're both... I mean, didn't Jason defeat Freddy so he moves on to the next round? That's fair. That's fair. We, I, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but there was supposed to be Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, but they didn't want Freddy or Jason to lose and Ash to win because it wouldn't make sense for anybody else to win. So that movie never happened, sadly. But the Freddy reason why I think Jason's it, didn't make sense. I know, I know, I know. Um, 
I'm just very upset there wasn't another Evil Dead movie with Bruce Campbell. But uh, the reason why I brought up Nightmare on Elm Street is the scene in Le- in Leprechaun when she picks up the phone and the little hand comes out. Literally, the first thought I had was the scene in the original Nightmare on Elm Street where the tongue comes out. But I think the tongue was better. Yeah, they probably stole that from that. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, the Leprechaun feels just like a weird crossover between Chucky and Freddy. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I'll give I'll give you that one. Yeah, but come on, when he's rummaging through and he finds the quote unquote lucky charms, yeah. Oh no, the, then, believe me, the leprechaun's great. You know, I'm very upset we haven't gotten a NECA figure from the leprechaun series. I was just thinking that they have <coughs> they have fucking puppet master figures, but they don't have leprechaun figures. Hey, puppet master is a good movie. The originals. No. I know, I know. There's, there, and there's a lot of Puppet Master movies, but I, I would, uh, I don't know. I feel like the Leprechaun's a little more iconic. Well, apparently in 2015 there was a prototype made of a, the Leprechaun with the well, and mm-hmm. but nothing came of it, and that's a shame. You know, they lose these licenses before they do something with them. I mean, yeah. I mean, they do good work. The Back to the Future series is awesome. The Victor Crowley, the Friday the Thirteenth that they've done. Yep. Recently, the the they did they're doing ones for the Thing with look, look really cool. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure. Hopefully, we get one because he would be. I would say you could put the Leprechaun up there with like all the slashers just for his uniqueness. He would he would fit oh, right yeah. on in. Yeah, he'd fall right in with next to Chucky and Sam and. Yep. You know. I, I'm uh I'm looking at the directors now. Um, the director for the original, um, Mark Jones, and he also did a movie called Rumpelstiltskin about two years after, which seems to be the same exact thing. I think it's time for the last call. Yeah. Um. So you had an idea. Yes. Where you pick a movie for me to watch, mm-hmm. and I pick a movie for you to watch. Yes. Even though you never sent me my list. I didn't. But I, it's Did because I've known the movie I was going to give you this whole time. I swear to God, if there's that one with subtitles. It's not. It's not. Okay. We have discussed it already, though. Uh, what's it, an Evil Dead movie? Nope. Does it star General Ortega? <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's, Elvira's not in it either. Oh. But I'm not in. All right. What you got? What is your movie that you were choosing for me to watch this week? Well, I know I mentioned it, and you said you might watch it, but I think you should watch A Knight's Tale. I think, uh... God. You can even watch it, it with Hunter. I think I think you're going to end up loving it. But that could just be me. There is not a time period in this world, in this history, that I can't stand more than Knights. Well, but I'm a man of my word... <laughs> I will watch a nice tale this week. So the movie I'm picking for you, yes, is by Joe Dante. Ooh. And it stars Alexandria Daddario. Oh, so um, at least you got something good to look forward to. What what is it? Burying the X. Oh, okay. I remember you had this on the list, and I, I hadn't even heard of it. You haven't heard of it? No. 
So pretty much the premise is this horror film fan, mm-hmm. you know, is dating this girl who's real pushy and bossy and and she dies. Mm-hmm. He meets this other girl. They fall in love over Fruit Brute. Do you know what Fruit Brute is? It sounds familiar, but it sounds... It's one of the monster cereals that comes out in October. From oh, yes, yes. Yeah, that that one, like I know Frankenberry and Count Chocula, but that one I never really had. Blueberry and Fruit Brute. Yeah. And all of a sudden, his girlfriend comes back from the dead. Mm-hmm. So, you can yeah. check it out. It's, it's on the Voodoo account. Cool. So. I see Anton Yelchin is in it. He's great. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. This is going to be great. I'm excited. I'm sorry you're not yeah. as excited, but... I'm glad you got a good movie. I mean, I, I'm i so confident in Night's Tale. Like, that movie has everything you could want. It's more of a sport movie than a night movie. Well, I'll let you know next week. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll dive into them and see what we thought. Yeah. All right, well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Movie Bar Podcast. Uh, the green bear is flowed, the corned beef is cooked, um, and the bar is now closed. Yes, get home safe, everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter at movie bar podcast on instagram and then just the movie bar podcast on facebook we're also on itunes spotify anchor google podcast and most places you listen to your podcasts uh we also debuted some t-shirts this week let me find the link you can get a shirt in our original purple logo or a new red logo and then we have a film strip the exclusive film strip logo yep we have a few other ideas that we're passing around, and you can get those at www.bonfire.com slash store slash movie bar podcast. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on our social media or emailing us at themoviebar at outlook.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Can't get me cold.